0: Welcome, everybody, to the first ever Bumps and Blunts podcast. My name is your friendly neighborhood. Hi, Tom. Here with me, we have our good friend PJ from the NXT and We podcast. And tonight, we are going to take a walk down the WWE memory lane along with some Mary Jane. So, how are we doing tonight,
1: PJ? Hey, man. I am doing awesome. This is... I'm so... So excited to be here. Uh, We're down in this bar that I could definitely make into my own apartment. And uh, we're about to talk about a crazy, crazy show that I hadn't even watched start to finish. So I'm very, very excited. Yep, absolutely.
0: So we started off our podcast by asking the Nerds of Wrestling, which event should we talk about first as we go down to the past? So, we had some great nominations. Uh, Some of these we're definitely (laughs) going to be doing in the future, like the 1992 Royal Rumble. Yes, sir. The vote ended up being a commanding lead for WrestleMania X7. WrestleMania X7 is definitely a pay-per-view that shows up in the heart of the Attitude Era. Yes, sir. And... You mentioned this one that you hadn't watched before in fall.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, it kind of passed me by. I, I had a little. Again, this is PJ Geary from the NXT New Week podcast. How you doing down here, Bumps and Blunts, with my guy Tom? Hi, Tom. Yeah, I, it, it passed me by. I didn't really. I didn't. Well, I, I had a, like a little hiatus from watching wrestling for a little bit, like from like 2000, right? Really, when Shawn Michaels left. And then I, this kind of passed me by. I've caught some of the matches, like the TLC that we're gonna talk about, the main event with the you know everything that's surrounding the main event, and I've like I've seen bits and pieces of this show, but I had never seen it start to finish. So it was like a it was a delight to to sit on the couch with you and uh, go through a couple of uh, couple of strains of the Mary J. and hey, okay. uh, and and watch and, and and critique review, and it was a good time, man. Yeah, man. So we're going to be taking a
0: puff. We're going to be reviewing some stuff. And when it comes to this podcast, this is definitely what we're considering a sister or really daughter podcast to the NXT and We podcast. Um, So... You know, your good friend Tom, your good friend PJ, all the good friends. We're gonna be going in between some shows. Yes. You know, you're probably still gonna know me as your takeover oh, Tom in the NXT <laughs> and We podcast. Yeah. As we do have tonight, we are gonna be watching together
1: yes. some NXT TakeOver Portland. Oh man, it's 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 an exciting time, but yeah, like I just wanna make sure that like I will i I'm the host of NXT and We, I'm a co host of Bumps and Blunts. But they are two completely separate entities but at the same time we we implore you if you if you like the stuff that you hear here maybe check out nxt and we if you like the stuff you hear on nxt and we and you're kind of in this kind of niche you know if you if you join us and enjoy the mary jane then maybe come on here and check out bumps and Once as well so that's kind of what i want to say and you know you'll hear me on both of them but our good friend tom is is the real superstar here so we'll uh <laughs> we'll i think we'll we'll throw it to him and And let him take us on this journey. Well, thank you very much for that, PJ. Yes, sir. And
0: this is something that, you know, we did brainstorm together and kind of come up with this really nifty idea. Yeah, and it was. Kind of like a separate but equal kind of thing with the two podcasts, we're definitely covering two different strokes of a wrestling podcast. Yeah. So in the interest of that, we're really not going to be spending too much time talking about NXT on one show or another. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is the NXT in Weagle. Yes. right here in the Bumps and Blunts podcast. We're smoking beautiful marijuana and we're watching amazing matches. There you go. And we might watch some really terrible ones too, though. Because we might actually try to make this a little bit of a mystery science theater 2000 time. The thing for, is, you know, the thing is the too, is like
1: some of the bad matches <laughs> exactly. could end up turning into very good matches to us while we're in that mindset. So... We'll see. We'll see what happens. Like, it and could be with that around. said, we're gonna prove that point
0: tonight. Yes. Oh, in geez. Some of right. The uh, content that comes from WrestleMania X Seven. Um. So before going into WrestleMania X Seven, I had my high thoughts. Oh. My high thoughts were like, huh? Why are they mixing Roman numerals and spelling out it. the <laughs> word seven? It's kind of like, <laughs> oh, that's a weird pay per view name, kind of like R Evolution. Why didn't you just call it Revolution? Yeah. Like, Re- that's what everybody revolution. else was doing. Um,
1: I had it, yeah.
0: And then, of course, the next year, they go between Roman numerals and Arabic numerals, which it was is... X8. Yes. And then the one after that, they finally and go with the full Roman numerals. No space. It was X I X for 19. Which I would consider—they must have just been like maybe that's the one you wouldn't want to go with with Roman rules. <laughs> but so those were my high thoughts as I was no, kind of smoking through the morning and waiting for PJ to come over and kind of chill out and watch some <laughs> some wrestling. Um, so PJ came over and he came armed with this just beautiful. Blunt. <laughs> he said the, the marijuana inside that blunt was blueberry cookies. That's what well I was told. Uh, it's an indica. Yes, sir. So we definitely had a mellow start going into WrestleMania X7. You know, after we got to smoke that beautiful blunt, we went inside. We got all of our, you know, r- r- initial conversation out <laughs> so we could actually pay attention to the TV. Yes. And then we got treated to a wonderful first match of the night with... Y2J, Chris Jericho, the defending Intercontinental Champion against William Regal. One thing that I really got right off the bat was that we had a really entertaining promo video to go into the match. We got a lot of really funny, zany Y2J moments.
1: Like, he came
0: up on him. With the doink makeup, yep, and he also pissed um, in his tea. Pissed in his tea, which
1: was—I mean, I would definitely fight somebody if they pissed in my tea. I'd be like, I—I mean, it doesn't—it didn't matter where you were. Like at some day in my life, I will fight that man who pissed in my tea.
0: Oh, absolutely. So the motives in this match were clear just going in. And PJ, tell me about your (sighs) breakdown of the match itself. (laughs) <laughs> That's part of the podcast, you're going to hear lighter clicks, bolts hitting the table, and coughing.
1: <clears throat> I mean, really, as we were partaking and and coming down off of that blunt that you talked about, thank you very much, by the way. <clears throat> Jeez. In the early going, I had uh, Y2J almost died on this crazy crossbody that really got me going. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I, it just... Chris, just seeing old school Chris Jericho in general was really cool, especially, and we talked about it, was like how important he is, especially now, to wrestling, to see them him back at that time. And like, there's so much Chris Jericho you can watch that we're probably going to end up watching. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, this was just Regal dropped him on his head. Y2J had this beautiful missile drop kick. Uh, Regal hit him with this beautiful uh, butterfly suplex off the top rope, which you don't see a lot of anymore. And you see a lot of Regal's offense in a lot of guys now, like Dan O'Brien, um, I mean, Pete Dunn. You see, you see Regal's offense in a lot of these guys. And then I just wrote that. I mean, this is just literally my notes. Regal's stretch is awesome. And then I, I couldn't believe that he won
0: uh, yeah.
1: Jericho with the. Um, I forgot that he won with the lions. With team. the lions. With the lion salt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was just it was a it was a good start to the to the show for me, just based on the two guys in the match. And I I gave it, and this is our. You know, NXT and we, we got, we got the X system. Here we have the Bud system. So, I gave this four Buds, man. This was a great, great... And maybe this is a little higher than... I mean, I was pretty high at the time. But, like, you know, I was... You know, maybe it was a little higher of a rating than I would have normally given it. But I enjoyed it thoroughly. The nostalgia, it's regal tr- a Y2J. Can't go wrong. You really can't. Yeah. And I
0: completely agree. I gave it the same rating of four Buds. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was a super technical match, and it was the first match of the night that started a very strong theme in that since I have kind of taken a break from watching old wrestling because the new stuff is so good with NXT, Mm -hmm. um, I've kind of forgotten how good that the classics were in the ring, Mm -hmm. like a William Regal and a Y2J. Yeah. Just like seeing Y Two J at his peak, at like agility again, yeah. And William Regal just tossing him around, yeah. And all of those moves just looked so good, and even Regal being younger looked good. Yeah. And yeah. the first thing you said after the match was done, which I totally agree with, is it was as good as anything you'd see on an NXT takeover. Yes yes so absolutely it deserves mm-hmm. four buds yeah um, especially like when you have those moments where it's kind of a botch but it kind of made it better it just yeah. adds to the danger it didn't of the look, event. Yeah, yeah it
1: didn't look as smooth as it could have buds, exactly you know. but it made it look hurt look, yes. like it hurt more yes, yes. Um, definitely and we were definitely sitting there with uh, catching flies in our mouths up in that match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. And it was
0: definitely started off the show in a way where it's like, okay, I'm ready for some wrestling. Yes. And um, also, uh, one thing that we noticed in the first match is that we had Paul Heyman on yeah. commentary along Hell with yeah. good old Jr. I was hyped. So it was a very, very, very good call to the match. And it just, from top to bottom, was super enjoyable. Yep. Um And then as we go from the Y2J Regal match, we lead into something that just makes you feel it's oh-so-attitude era. <laughs> and we're talking about the Acolytes, the APA, in the back, playing cards, drinking beers, smoking cigars... They got Jacqueline. Zillion beers. Yeah. She's got like the enormous yeah. plastic surgery uh, <laughs> look going on in the middle body. Yes, sir. Uh, that just doesn't exist anymore. And neither does any of else what was going no, on on the all. screen. Not at all. And so we, we really got transported back to the early 2000s, yeah. just yeah. like boom, right there. And, of course... If the first like, match
1: wasn't enough. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, of course, it just leads into Bradshaw laying down a hype promo and saying, let's go, let's fight. And here we are. WrestleMania is keeping the accelerator on. Um, yes, do you have sure. any individual thoughts about this segment?
1: Uh, no. I mean, I could echo the same things you said. That It was just, like you said, if the first match wasn't enough, and then we see APA back in their little office with the the, the door that's just standing there with no, it's not attached to anything. And they're just playing poker, drinking beer, smoking cigars, giant cigars. Oh, huge. And then, uh, yeah, and then it just got into um, something else that, that really threw me back with with uh, with the next match. Yep, yeah, so that is one thing that I really appreciated
0: here is that it went promo straight into the match. Yes. And that, like, you might get the hype for a match and then something else, like a commercial, and then come back and start getting entrances. But this was pretty smooth right into it. And we started off with the entrances of Right to Censor, um, which
1: obviously, never fun watching the entrance of Right to Censor. No, Um, but I I just have have to shout out Right to Censor just because of, uh, of, it's a long story, but shout out Right to Censor. I've always been a... The theme song is awful, but yeah. <laughs> and their gimmick was awful as well. But I loved Right to Censor. I yeah, did.
0: so their gimmick, their mic skills, the fact that you have these guys who used to be really raunchy characters yeah. turning into the Right to Censor. It's awesome. It's uh, it is definitely a rich <laughs> part of WWE history, yeah. um, and. So, after we get the right to censor out, we get gifted with, of course, uh, APA
1: and their tag team partner, Taz. Taz, fucking Taz. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I, I, said, I just wrote down Taz WTF. Taz WTF. I'm still getting over the right to censor comment. <laughs> you just keep going, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, so...
0: Uh, this uh, match hot. started hot. Uh, there's one spot we, we actually <laughs> talked about we late bull- into the pay-per-view <laughs> as we were reflecting. And that Bull Buchanan, this man, is not small. But Bull Buchanan, of right to censor, just... Floated right to the top rope like it was nothing <laughs> you know, and then like, jumped off and did like a reverse cross body. I've
1: never seen anything more fluid and like smooth and easy in my life. And he's doing hes like, wearing a shirt and
0: tie. Dominic Dijakovic be damned. <laughs> like this guy did it first. <laughs> like the insane spot that we started the match off was just like it continued that theme of like, wait, wrestling wasn't as like low key as I thought I remembered it yes. being. Yes. Yes. Um, was it something like, like that? Some just spark right off the beginning It.
1: Of the it show. You know what it was though. It's like, it's kind of similar to what happened here. It's like, these guys weren't given that. Up. It just wasn't the time. It wasn't the time period for bull Cannon to show off his athleticism because yeah. it just wasn't how wrestling was. Like the indie scene wasn't what it was. Like there was nothing else. It was just them. So, like. It stinks, almost, because you see bob effortlessly, effortlessly just hop to the top rope, yep. springboard off the top, not the middle, the top rope, and imagine that guy in NXT in right? his prime. Just, <laughs> It's It's
0: kind of crazy to think about, yeah. like, if the modern style went back to mm-hmm. the early 2000s, this athleticism for some of these guys really would have translated insanely well mm-hmm. into this modern style. It's a shame. So, I mean, we had a pretty good match as it went. It was a little slow. It was a little not slow. It was a little short, rather. Yeah. Um, I gave it three buds. How did you feel?
1: Well, before I give my rating, one of my notes was this is nonsense, and then I <laughs> gave it two point seven five buds. It was yeah. It was, was it was enjoyable and. Yeah. Like, it was just a whole lot of nonsense, but it was not nearly as bad as I anticipated when you look at, like, the day. I mean, Taz was a little, you know, he was still doing okay, I guess, at that time, and they're all...
0: It certainly was a different yeah. time, uh, and, I mean, the match itself was just messy, yeah, and it definitely was clear that back then, organization wasn't as important yeah. Like now, if we had any of those bell issues that we had, oh yeah, time. I forget that, that we was, were talking about that. Like yeah.
1: rang the bell before uh, was that? It wasn't. This, that was, that the was the just hard, next the hard part. part. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So the next match actually had a bell issue that <laughs> you just would not see these days. No. Uh, before the next match, we had Linda McMahon sitting <sighs> in a wheelchair being pushed by Trish. So
1: Straits. cringy, man.
0: Yeah. Um, and it wasn't because so of the Mary Jane. It was this, the... this is definitely the part of the pay-per-view that, like, you are transported back in time. <laughs> but you're transported back in time with new eyes. Yes. And segments like this, if they were done today, would not even be able to make the error, I don't think. No. Um. So, yeah, it's good shit. <laughs> we, uh, we had some classic Good shit <laughs> going on, and teased all throughout the night. I mean, yeah. you have Shane McMahon shown just walking in the building. Yep, classic. You, know, you have the Linda McMahon in the wheelchair. It was so like, like it's just yeah. so like they like to insert themselves as much
1: as they can. It, yeah, it, it, they almost do it so that you forget that it happened, which is I don't know if that makes sense, but like, they almost like put it in places that you like almost forget. It's like a what do they call it? Like subliminal. Oh so it's, yes, yeah, it's yeah, definitely it, subliminal yeah, because yeah. they do it in like little clips yeah. throughout the night. Absolutely, like, you just keep seeing them over so and over. the and total over screen again. time for
0: McMahon goes up
1: to so yeah. an hour yeah. throughout the but, show. But they're in like ten-second <laughs> clips,
0: exactly. Yeah. And of course, like Vince McMahon is just involved
1: so much and at this even point, especially yeah. Oh my gosh, just
0: top to bottom. Oh gosh. Um. So moving on to some more fun stuff. Oh gosh, this is
1: really fun, man.
0: Absolutely, I love we, this. We stuff. S- we, uh, we get gifted to a raven entrance. He walks in with the <laughs> hardcore title and his shopping cart full of toys. <laughs> and then out comes Kane. And they said triple threat. The two of them are in the ring. And they ring the bell. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: we were both just like, what is going on?
0: Yeah. So they start fighting. And then Big Show's music hits. And he comes out to the ring, and nobody seemed like this seemed like a weird thing. Um, I don't know if it's maybe because it was the hardcore championship, but it was a very early bell, and it just uh, left us kind of questioning that for the rest of the night.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah,
0: Um, but what we got after that was just like so much fun,
1: and I'm going to let you do the
0: play-by-play on this one.
1: I mean, man, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't have too much notes on this because I was just sitting there agape, mouth agape watching it. I mean, <laughs> these hard they, – they, they go into the crowd almost immediately. And I know that – I remember that we were talking about how they – going into the crowd nowadays is just so corny. And they do like maybe a couple of strikes and maybe slam a head on this thing or that. And then they just – maybe maybe even just do a lap. Like they don't even do that. They go into the crowd right away. Like you said, Raven coming in with the the bag of tricks. And like you said, he, it was so weird because he hits him with a sign right off the bat before the bell even rings. And the bell rings. Yeah. And so somebody, there was somebody messed up there. But then we get... What really started off was they their backstage. Their, you know, it's a lot of just kicking, punching, all this stuff, throwing into things. Kane wraps like a hose around Raven. And throws him through a glass pan, like a legitimate, like it was legitimate glass. Like it was not that was not plexiglass, that was glass, which is obviously what. Like, cause I, I remember now thinking about how did Raven get cut up? He got cut up because he literally got through thrown through glass. Yeah, glass window. Uh, which was nuts. And then you know, Big Show comes in and Kane, and the, they go through the wall. Yeah. They go through the wall in the back, and then Raven just strolls through the, the, the door on the other side. Yep. And, I love that spot. Uh, and then, man. Just the golf carts. <laughs> the golf carts. <laughs> yeah, we were
0: laughing so hard because, of course, first Raven tries to get away in the golf cart, and Big Show <laughs> just on the back. fucks that up, and then and they crash. Yep, you know, they they end up like in some weird chain link wall, <laughs> and they're trying to get the the golf cart out, and then next thing you know. Kane, the big man <laughs> Kane, the big red machine, gets on his own golf cart with a referee riding on the back and just rides it into battle. <laughs> and what does he do with that golf cart? He ran over Raven. He ran
1: over Raven.
0: <laughs> and that was right before he got thrown through a glass window. <laughs> he just runs so over Raven. Raven. was having a hell of a night <laughs> yeah. and uh, they brought it out to the stage Yes. And the end of the match was uh, Big Show had Raven up, mm-hmm. and then Kane got them both off Boom. the stage Until, like, and then jumped after them. <sighs> referee had to go around the stage piece and just count on the side because yeah. it was just right Silas Box. And yeah. um, you know what was interesting? I had said this at the beginning of the show, or at the beginning of the match rather. When you see the canisters for Kane's pyro, but you mm-hmm. don't see him going off at the beginning of the match, yeah. you can assume he's going to win the match because that ring pyro is going to go off yeah. at the end. I
1: don't even think that... Did he did he even get them? The That's market? what I was about it, to mention. I don't
0: think he even got it, period.
1: The canisters were there, but yeah. I never saw the big... So it big, had to boom. have been... Who knows, man? At that time, yeah. so much could have been happening that like they just didn't get the... Or maybe it happened like while it was in yeah. some replay or something yeah. like that. Yeah, true. Because we might not have seen yeah, it. Yeah, we may not yeah. have seen it, but the, yeah, audience, yeah.
0: the audience, may have. Um, That's a good because, point. Like, I didn't even think about that. When I didn't see it at the beginning, I called Kane to win. And then Kane he, won. He did win. Yeah. And then
1: I didn't see it in the pyro after, so I was like, okay. Um, what did
0: What did you give this one? I, this match, I gave three point two five bucks.
1: I think um, I was right right there, with through with three point three. Yeah,
0: I mean, yes. it's not a real wrestling match. Well, wrestling matches go, you know, but it was a lot of fun. I
1: laughed, I almost cried, and yeah. I thought it was entertaining as hell. hell so. it, it really was. Yeah. Um, and
0: 3.25 is definitely a good rating
1: for something yeah. like that.
0: Yeah. Um. So the entertainment really continued from there, because we had a spot with Kurt, Edge, and Christian. Um, they're just so entertaining together. You know, we've seen them together many, many times. Um, so this one, you know, it was just a little quick bit. It was a little funny bit. And that led us right into, um, Eddie Guerrero coming out Latino heat.
1: Yeah, man.
0: With Perry
1: Saturn. Oh, man. What was he wearing (laughs) on his head? It was was a fluffy,
0: like, white. It was like one one of those, um... It was like a fisherman's cap, but it
1: has, like, fur. And it was tall. And it was, yeah. It was yeah. Like a five-gallon hat. It was, it was something
0: that you'd think Scotty Tuhati would wear. <laughs> yes. That's a, they, they, exactly. We didn't
1: say that. Yes, we did not say that before, but that's exactly what it was. 100%. Uh,
0: so yeah. Piss. So Perry coming out in a Scotty Tuhati hat. <laughs>
1: and then uh, Test came
0: out. The European title. Uh, so they, they fought for that. I don't know. I thought it was a very buy them at numbers match. Yeah. Um, do you have any I'm other sorry. thoughts? I'm
1: trying to find my notes. That <coughs> was right. Well, part of my notes are. It's weird that both of the guys are dead. Yeah. Um, Eddie's a goat, and this, a lot of this was a lot of this was classic Eddie. We saw a lot of it, and he had a lot of help, and like so. You just said buy the numbers, like it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean. That's what I would say. Like, Especially like compared to some of the other stuff that's on this card. It was just Eddie carrying Test. It was you absolutely know, Eddie Ed- carrying Eddie Test. Eddie who could carry a broomstick to a three-bud three, three match. Yep. And um, I thought that Test was able to show off the power because at this point he's like garnering heat to, to become a bigger star. And other than that, Ed- Eddie had all of his friends show yep. up. It was Perry, Dean Malenko... Showed up, and then was there one more? I don't, I don't, I think I left my page at home. But uh, I, I didn't had... write
0: down the uh, interference. Okay, okay. But... it was
1: definitely Dean, it was definitely Perry, and yeah. I think there was one more interference on the WCW side. But if not, um, either way, classic Eddie cheating, and I gave it three butts. Yeah, I gave it
0: 2.75 just because, like, given yep. how many times Eddie has done Eddie better. True. Cause... He's able to work off of somebody better. Yeah. And I like think... This I, is, he has so many better matches. I think a disclaimer
1: on this too for me is I think I bumped some of these things up because I had never seen this show start. To, there's a lot of these matches I'm seeing for the first time. And I like... I'm not the biggest Eddie guy, but I, I haven't also seen a lot of Eddie matches. Like, you know? So, like, I'm not the Eddie... Historian. So. I can respect that. Yeah. Um, I was very passionate about the Viva La Raza. Yeah, well, and you gimmick, were telling me that know, just so. that your cruiserweight love is is something that I, I respect, so... Yeah. Just, to, like, to, you know, those guys flying around doing their thing, so... Um, oh, yeah. Also, there is something about um, Torlaza.
0: Oh I, I am a quarter Puerto Rican. Oh! So, for me, I do have kind of a connection to the gimmick and to, obviously... The Hispanic culture. There you go. I
1: respect it. Yeah.
0: My grandmother is uh, Nina Lopez, was her maiden name. There you go. Italian and Puerto
1: Rican?
0: I'm sorry? Is Benetti Italian? Benetti is Italian, yeah. So Italian and Puerto Rican. Yep. My dad is half and half, and I'm a a a Puerto Rican. Like Trisket. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out But yeah, I I look like I'm just a regular white guy because of my mom. (laughs) This just happened. (laughs) It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> so yeah, with 2.75 buds, I just thought this match could have been a whole lot better. Yeah. And uh, so at this point, we took a break. And oh, actually no, wait, we did watch Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit. Then we took yes. a break. Yes. Yes. Um, but we started smoking a bowl that had sativa in it to pep up uh, because we were very excited to watch Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit. <sighs> yes, sir. It's two guys that just have worked together so many times uh, against each other, with each other as a tag team, and every time they're in the ring, they never disappointed. And, you know, this is a historical, re- like, respective podcast, so we're talking about Chris Benoit on a
1: historical perspective. Yes. It is to still talk to me to talk about him, so I'm glad that you're... Say that to people. Yeah. Um,
0: this is, um, consider whatever you want about what happened later in life. We are talking only about the career, the show that we're watching right now. Yes, sir. And what it was at the time that it was being made. Yes, sir. So Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit came out and they delivered exactly what you would expect them to deliver. Yep. It was full of suplexes, full of really gnarly submission moves. Yeah. And one-upsmanship. Mm-hmm. And stealing each other's finishers. Yes, we talked about that a lot. That just really makes you feel connected to the match because it just brings really? you right in. Yeah, you know, especially makes when it makes you feel like
1: you're watching what you're playing in the video game. Exactly. It's I, I liked when you said that. And and yeah, I mean, my notes were "Let's go." This is a classic. Um, the stealing the finishers. They were literally the first like five or se- five to seven minutes of the match was just mad wrestling classic like go go look at that even if you want to be an amateur wrestler i would even say go look at that those transitions that they're doing on the ground and it was just yeah it was a classic and i did though the ending was flat Mm -hmm. but that is understandable due to what comes next but exactly but just just grading it based on of the wrestlemania match itself the ending did fall flat for me this could have been a lot more but i still gave it four bucks And to go into details on that
0: ending, um, so what happens is Chris Benoit makes Kurt Angle tap with a down referee, and then when the referee comes up, Kurt rolls him up, pulls the tights, gets Mm -hmm. the three count. So the surprise roll-up, the most devastating move in world wrestling history. Arguably. Arguably. (laughs) So it's not really what you want to see from a classic meetup. Yeah um we discussed this and yeah I did give it 3.75 buds a little bit lower um Mm -hmm. just because it's another one of those things where you know if you want to pick an Eddie match you want to pick a different one if you want to pick a different uh if you want to pick a a Kurt Angle versus Chris Benwell match you want the one that's going to have the payoff yes if you're just going to watch one yes so that's what makes it like oh we got the
1: middle match and they had that when they were tag team we were talking about how yeah yeah absolutely We'll get to have some of those shows. We'll definitely watch all these shows here on Bumps and Once. I would imagine. Oh, we're gonna hell get yeah. to some of these nostalgic. Let us know. Yeah, and we want to go
0: into things beyond the WrestleManias it's and the Summerslam. Anything. We can go into WCW, ECW. You could have us watch a WWE ride along. Yeah. Whatever we want to talk about, yeah. we're gonna enjoy our time watching wrestling, talking about wrestling. Or whatever goes wrong around it. Yes. And like RVD and Sabu, we're going to enjoy it with a little bit of green. There you go. And one thing that's going to make us unique is we're going to enjoy it with a little bit of munchies, too. Oh. So during the Tribute to the Troops uh, tribute, which yes. we watched half of before and half of after. Yes. Uh, we decided that we were going to take our munchies minutes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to tell you about our Munchies Minute for a moment. What I did was I took some just regular old frozen tater tots and I threw them in my air fryer. And if you guys don't have an air fryer, it's like 40, 50, 60 bucks to find a really good one. And it's going to change your kitchen because you take anything frozen in there and it's going to make it nice and crispy on the outside and really tender on the inside. And using it is a little bit of an art form because you can really make anything in an air fryer, but it's really easy to make the frozen stuff really good. So basically what I did was I took these tater tots, made them nice and crispy. While that was cooking, I had some taco meat going on the stove. I laid the the tots down once they were done, threw the meat over them. Then I used some uh, black refried beans. Yes, sir. Along with nacho cheese and then a Mexican cheese blend on top of that. Then I diced up some red onion and jalapeno with my mandolin right That's on top. There. And we stuck it in the oven and out came what we call the nacho tot casserole. And if you would like the recipe, hit us up on Facebook there for our Munchies Minute. So, with the Munchies Minute, we got to take a little bit of a break, and we're going to take one, too. So, we'll be back here on the Bumps and Blunts Podcast. Welcome back to the Bumps and Blunts Podcast. Here again, I am your friendly neighborhood, Hi Tom, and with me here, we have our good friend, PJ. Yes, sir. And so, now that we've been fed, we're... Uh, really eating while we're watching this uh, interesting match. We have Ivory come out with the women's title and the right to censor entrance music. Yeah. Uh, and then China comes out for the women's title match. And uh, what we got wasn't really much of a match as you really can expect from this time period. Yeah. Um, basically just a, a squash. Um, it was. So you. Yeah, I think one really interesting thought we had while watching it was that really nobody
1: truly compares physically. No.
0: To China,
1: the only and yeah, we talked about this was I mean the only one I could think of was like Charlo- a Charlotte or yeah. a like a, we were saying like they made the you know the awesome Kongs or the Nia Jaxes, but they're different. They're different. Yeah, it's a different body style and because
0: China is insanely tall and insanely built and while Charlotte does have the height she doesn't have the build but she does top China in athleticism as you mentioned yes so it is an interesting comparison that we made um that Charlotte really is one of the only women to come out of the wrestling industry that is built like that in the WWE yes I had man face and, and uh, yeah, one point five butts and one point five butts indeed. <laughs> uh, so China One, we're sticking in things that make us cringe about where we <laughs> came from. <laughs> Vincent Shane came out, and uh, you know, I took honestly uh, my liberties on going out to get another bowl of food without pausing it. It just wasn't enjoyable to watch. These guys can't work. They just are... Uh, yeah. are narcissists <laughs> in the ring. Like
1: That's that's what this felt like to me. It was cringy, and it was exactly what you expect from Shane and Vince at this time. They just kind of punched and kicked and then did weapons, and neither one of them blood, which I was um, surprised about. And I love Mick Foley, so that was another note I had and yeah man it was just it, it was i said 2.5 buds and i think i enjoyed it more than i probably should but that's just the time like you said that was just the time that's what was popular at the time yeah linda stepping up and and kicking vince in the nuts can't not talk about which was pretty awesome and she got an awesome pop and trish got a great pop when she stood up to vince too but uh other than that it was it was
0: it certainly was, and I mean, when I was watching it, there were a couple spots that were like, okay, that makes it go a little bit over, over 1.5 for me. Yeah. So I ended up going 1.8 on the whole thing, um, because we got some Yeah, interesting... the coast-to-coast. Coast. Yeah, the coast-to-coast coast with the, the, um, the trash can is exactly what I'm thinking of, actually. Yeah. It, it looked pretty good. Um, right. So after Vince and Shane's monstrosity, we go straight into... Our match of the night. Yes. And this is the match that inspired the nomination of the pay-per-view that would win the vote to be the first ever to come on the bun- the, bleh, the, Bumps and Blunts podcast. Yes, sir. And this is the Triple Threat Tag Team Championship TLC match Whew. with the Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian, and the Hardy Boys. Yeah. And this is one of the matches that I bet you maybe at least one out of 20 wrestling fans would consider a top five match of all time.
1: Oh, 100%. And, and I think both of us basically just said we were going to not really even take many notes on this and just kind of watch. Because, yeah. it, I mean, this is, this is a measuring stick kind of match. It's an iconic match. I mean, everything that leads up into... The, all the setup, the run-ins with Spike Dudley, um, who else? Lita comes out, you know, uh, Perry Saturn. You know, like, all of the interferences that, that it usually could take down a match just worked right into it. And then we get the iconic, iconic, like, you see it on every video package for any any type of ladder match, any type of TLC match, you see Jeff Hardy getting speared off that ladder by Edge. And everything that led up to it, all, of the, all of the table crash and burns, it was just a beautiful beautiful way to represent chaos in the form of of art that is pro wrestling and that's kind of where i got was they did a car wreck scene in slow motion that every you know you you always stop and look when you know when there's a when there's an accident everybody stops and looks you couldn't take your eyes off of this match because it was just an accident left and right and i mean we both i gave it five five butts i mean it wasn't even a question it was well, not a question. not right even away. a question. I wrote it actually before, before that. Started, you did. Yeah, I took that, a little bit of time. Uh, but you, It yeah. was going to be a
0: five-button match because <laughs> you can't deny it. I mean, it's one of those things. I've watched the match multiple times over the years, like even recently. And it's just the perfect TLC match. It has everything. It has the spear off the – the spearing Jeff off the hanging titles, like – that was the most insane spot to ever come out of a TLC. Yes. And we haven't really seen anything like that since. No. Um, we've only seen a couple some cool things. things over the years. It's only a couple things you can compare to it. Exactly. Yeah. And any TLC match other than this one in history can be as good as it, but none have been better. Yes, sir. Um, so, yeah, this is one of those matches that... You know what happened? You watched it. You saw the replays yeah. all over the years. Do we even have to like? So I didn't, did
1: I have to say that Edging Christian
0: one? I mean, no, I not at like, all. Okay, uh, this is the one where <laughs> Rhino gets under Edge. Oh yeah, for and sure, pushes him up, and Christian was pulling down. Um, who was it going up to the side? Devon. Yes, on the other side. Yes. All right. So just iconic. Yeah, I mean, it was just. They incorporated all of the guys in so many different ways, and the really high risk spots really paid off.
1: Hundred percent. So next
0: up, we had the gimmick battle royal, which was another non match, but it was fun. You know, we we had our laughs, um, but it was a non match, so I can't respect it with too high of a rating, which we'll get after you give us. All of these
1: wonderful gimmicks that we were able yes. to enjoy for yes, the next sir. about five to ten minutes. I echo the same sentiments that, that you had. It was what it was. It was very entertaining. But it was exactly what it sounds like. So we had the Bushwhackers at first. Then we had Duke the Dumpster Drossi, who I have an uh, action figure of, one of my favorites of all time. Then we had Sheiky Baby, Iron Sheik, Earthquake, The Goon, shout out The Goon. Doink the Clown, Kamala and Kim Chi, don't forget Kim Chi we then had Repo Man Jim Cornette who, I mean, at this point 2020, ye, yikes uh, we had Nikolai Volkov <laughs> and I want to say RIP to a bunch of these guys but we and we were talking about it, but I'm not going to stick that on here but there's probably a good amount of people in this match that are RIP so RIP to any of them, in memoriam to everybody, Michael Hayes Old One Man Gang, Gobbledygooker, Hector Guerrero, who we found out, I, I remember Googling, Tugboat, can't forget Tugboat, Hillbilly Jim, Brother Love, and Sergeant Slaughter. And that was your Gimmick Battle Royal. That was your Gimmick Battle Royal. Um, and, man, we had also um,
0: Bobby the Brain and Mean Gene. we the commentary. announcers, yes. So the first thing that I remember happening was Repo Man got tossed, didn't get put on commentary at all, and later on I think it was Mean Gene saying, "Oh, I missed it. Repo Man's no more." <laughs> <laughs> I saw somebody fly. Never heard a name until then. Um, so it was definitely something, um, and it happened.
1: And it's that's dead. all I have to say about that. 1.75 Buds. <laughs> yeah, I gave it 1 Bud. Yeah, 1 Bud? <laughs> just for entertainment purposes. Yeah, that's what the point seven five <laughs> came
0: from, was just that, yeah. especially with uh, the very end, Iron Sheik tossed everybody over. <laughs> it was funny. We, okay, I'm going to change mine to 1.5. We, we <laughs> kind of figured that... Iron Cheek won because otherwise his hips would come apart yes. if he had been thrown over the top rope. That's exactly right. And why. so um, after the Iron Cheek won, Sergeant Slaughter came in, put him in the clutch, put him out, and everything was right with USA, the world. USA, USA, USA. They're in Houston right.
1: afterwards, or after all, so. Yeah, yeah.
0: Big Texas. Uh, so yeah, 1.75 buds, it, it did its thing. Next up, we had a real wrestling match. Yes, sir. One that... Obviously, going into older WrestleManias, you, you don't get surprised about the outcome because yeah. you you don't even need to remember the match to know. Uh, sure. We have Triple H versus the undefeated Undertaker yes. at WrestleMania. Um, so I just really loved how the badass gimmick got to allow Undertaker to be athletic. Mm-hmm. And that he was jumping
1: higher, he was doing more really cool stuff. Moving a lot better. Absolutely. Which is I mean, it, this is what, nineteen years ago at this yeah. point. So yeah, yeah. It makes sense. But it was it was nice to see. Absolutely. To see. Yeah. And Triple H is just oh, such a solid, Whew. solid person yeah, to you work. You convinced with. me on Triple H in this match too.
0: Yeah. In, this, in general. And Triple H is just somebody who always at least makes the person he's working with look really good. Yeah. Because he's a hell of a salesman, probably one of the best, top five salesmen in the company at the time. Yeah. Um, still is. Probably still is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we we definitely joked a lot about like his slow fall and um, yeah, a lot flop. of the yeah. the really fun um, flops and stuff that he's done over the years. Um, but with working with Triple H and the Undertaker, what we really got was a brutal, brutal, brutal match, and. I just remember, like, obviously Taker wins, and he rode out with color. It just looked like he had been through war. Yeah. And what we know about the Triple H feud and what we have talked about on length about the whole Undertaker versus Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H again, mm-hmm. just, we we got the very beginning of something that was about to build up to some of the best wrestling of all time. Yes. So, I had it at 3.75 buds because it was just top to bottom, good match, and really, it's the birth of
1: something. Yeah. No, I... I, I yeah, man. I mean, especially after the conversation we had during it, you know, um, this, this does definitely start out a string of... This is where, really, from here on out is when the streak really starts to get, um, you know, notoriety and... I mean yes it was a foregone cl- conclusion while we're watching it that Taker was gonna win because I hadn't seen this match start to finish this is my first time seeing it and I mean Triple H is moving so I mean people do not give Triple H enough credit and Taker also was so much more athletic and I, I gave it 3.75 buds, man same same as you um the last ride was an awesome finisher cl- iconic finisher people, kids were doing that to kids and like you were saying to in the backyards and on beds and everything and like it's uh it was fun to watch and yeah, that was a highlight of the show for sure.
0: Absolutely. He, a Triple H and Undertaker match is always gonna steal the show, I yeah. think. And any Undertaker match at WrestleMania, starting from there, really started to steal the show. Yeah. Um obviously like the first group of wins that he had weren't as remarkable, but then once this, you know, he's serious at WrestleMania thing started happening, we started getting some Poetic yeah. ring work. Yep. As we'll probably get to. Yeah. Which again I believe that this match was the birth of, of all of that. All of that. Yeah, I agree 100%. So, so 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 important to be watching this event. Yeah. It was awesome. So definitely guys go back, watch this match, and just think about all the things that grow from it and you just get the importance of it. Yeah. So after this brilliant match, we had definitely one of the most entertaining matches of the night. Yeah. And this is The Rock, the
1: WWF champion versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's the main event, man. And I just want to give a shout out to the hype video in the beginning is one of the all time. Like That's what I remember this from was the My Way uh, hype video for this Mm -hmm. match. It's just all time setting up what is arguably one of the greatest feuds Ever. ever.
0: So, between Austin and Rock. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you got the two most iconic guys from the Attitude Era. Yeah. You got two guys, if you say Attitude Era, you're going to name them first. And there's just no questioning that. I mean, some people might really bring in, you know, the Triple H's, obviously, in yeah. The Undertakers, but this is one of the most iconic feuds of all time. And one thing I reflect on when watching Rock and Stone Cold is nobody has really replicated. What they are. Um, You know, we've gotten a lot of people who get into that same, like, versus the establishment storyline Stone Cold is. But, like, they were in Stone Cold. Kevin Owens kind of comes closest with the stunner. But, like, that was just purely manufactured to be that way. To make you think of that. So, the only thing that we get out of somebody being, like, a fresh Stone Cold is, you know, a knockoff. And, obviously, nobody is The Rock. No. Nobody comes close to being The Rock. No. The way he talked, the way he wrestled, the way he did anything in the business.
1: He's the, the biggest movie star in the world, man. Absolutely. It's, 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 that's another reason why it's fun to go back and watch these is because of that. Like, yeah. We're seeing him in his natural environment before all of that. And it's like it was really... Nostalgic is a word I wrote down a lot in my notes, and that's really what this was. And But nostalgic... It wasn't just nostalgic. This is great wrestling all the way through, and this match is no exception. Absolutely. And it is
0: slightly later in their feud, obviously. Like, we have Mm -hmm. Stone Cold isn't moving as fast as he once was. He's working a lot more, you know, strikey, roughneck style. And Rocket looks awesome, though. They're always going to tell an incredible story, Mm -hmm. no matter what they're actually doing physically. And that just makes it, like... And this was a no-disqualification match anyway. Yeah. So, so much of it was more for all the crazy stuff that was going to go on. Yes. And, uh, and of course, crazy stuff did go on. I mean, the, the heel turn of Stone Cold, working with Vince McMahon, is one of the most iconic heel turns of all time, no question. And... The ending of this match had so many people like, "Oh my God, yeah. what just happened?"
1: Man, I you you literally kind of read some of the things I had written down. I mean, greatest heel turn of all time. Um, uh, this this is what I. The crowd was so confused. The crowd had no idea when it happened, mm-hmm. and I mean, even knowing that it was happening, it was still shocking to me, and. I just had this is what I think of when I think of the Attitude Era. They were just beating the crap out of each other. You know, there was a couple of athletic moves mainly by The Rock like you were saying Austin kind of takes it easy, but he's still bumping. Yep. But really The Rock is the guy who's throwing his body all over the place for stone cold. And I mean, there's blood, there's there's the greatest heel turn of all time when Vince takes The Rock off of Austin and then gives him the chair and Rock eats all those chair shots, like, I'm just, I'm closing my eyes for those who can't see, because I'm just thinking about it, and it's just like, wow. It was just, it was wow. It was a yeah. wow moment all the way through. I gave it, I think, a little bit more than you. I, I I gave it 4.3, I don't know, I forget what you were at. I had 4.3 buds. I have actually a 4. 4.5. 4.5, okay, that because was one you were higher than me. Yeah, the Rock was just always so yes. fun no. It was wild. When man. He was
0: young, man. When he was in it, when he was full time, he was just magical in the ring. And Stone Cold just they just worked so well with each other and it was something that's just iconic, one of a kind. Like that matchup is never gonna be replicated because neither of those guys can be replicated. No. No matter how many times they faced each other, each one was gonna be legendary in its own way. And this was legendary in its own way. And it's just the perfect way to finish off a WrestleMania. Yes. And especially the first WrestleMania of the Bumps and Blunts podcast. Because, man, at the end of the show, we were feeling pretty toasty. And we were feeling super nostalgic. Unfold. And full. <laughs> dude. The Munchies <laughs> Minute was fantastic. Do not sleep on the Nacho
1: Top Casserole. It was great. It was awesome, man. It was a great way to start, and like I'm so glad I got to watch that show start to finish. And it was a great way to start off. So shout out to whoever was was it Spencer. Yes, Spencer. Spencer, my roommate. He shout yeah, out he's Spencer. the one who nominated yes. WrestleMania X Seven. So it was, uh, you know. Hey, keep them coming. Keep the nominations coming. This is a great one to start. You know, this is bumps and blunts. So we're gonna keep workshopping. We're gonna get better. But I think, uh, I think we put on a pretty fun show. I'm toasty now, and we're gonna go up and watch. Uh, NXT takeover. And take over. Oh, take over Portland. What did you? I'll give mine first, and then yeah, you can take. Go ahead. This and your show rating. Um, man, this was fun, dude. Um, I gave it four point six butts. All right. Okay, I was like right in the middle from 4.5 and 4.75, so I settled on 4.6. It was a great way to start. I don't know if it's that's a good way to that's a good uh, measuring stick for the rest of the shows. Absolutely. Um, I definitely feel like
0: for me, it is very difficult for a four-hour show to hit four buds, but it did it. Good man. And so, this was an amazing WrestleMania which definitely earns the 4-bud rating. Not perfect in any way, shape, or form. At times, it was very hard to watch. At times, it was the most fun that I've had in a long time. 100%. And it wouldn't have been as fun if I didn't have my good friend PJ here from NXT We Podcast. We're creating this new baby Bumps & Blunts podcast. We invite you to like us on Facebook and tell us what you want us to see next. And we'll go from there we'll go from there
1: munchy minute check out the munchy minute yes 100%. Take, check out the munchy minute take this journey with us down memory lane with some mary jane